0: This is Rob Scott, and you're listening to Fundamental Shift. Today I'm going to discuss how to meditate. There's, you know, of course, the why to meditate, which we've sort of already begun talking about without even announcing it. Um, but that humans in general are sort of trapped in time and the sense of inner becoming, and we get attached to our beliefs, and we're sad in a lot of cases, we're anxious in a lot of cases, and you know that if we just believe that that's our lot in life and that's where we're stuck then there's not much to do about that but i'm going to uh suggest that that's not the case and that there's actually a lot of things we can do um to get out of that to end um some of that becoming and motion of time and all that stuff and and what the answer to that is is really meditation um so what is meditation how do we define it there's so many different books on it <coughs> excuse me so many different sort of instructions. Uh, a great, great friend of mine just gave me a book that has, I think, hundreds of ways to meditate, ways to meditate before you sleep, ways to meditate, you know, when you wake up, ways to greet the sun in the morning, et cetera, et cetera. And a lot of people talk about meditation as a wonderful relaxation technique. And if that sells meditation, I'm all for it, but it's not at all giving it its due. Uh, meditation is much more important than that. And Really, what meditation is, is um, the learning of your own mind. Um, I don't want to discount things like mantras or counting your breaths or, you know, saying in and out as you breathe or, you know, holding your own pulse to sort of center yourself. Um, There's visualization. There's all these different ways of of doing it. Um, One thing that I like to do sometimes is just spend time going through all five senses and bringing my attention to what am I seeing right now, what am I hearing right now, what am I tasting right now, what am I feeling right now, etc. Um, in the beginning it's good to use audio tapes and find different ways to meditate so I'm not ripping on any of these I just wanna sorta demystify some of it so it's not confusing and just say that at the core of it it's really all about learning your own inner talk and learning that there's also stillness. So, before I talked about the fact that we are self and there is time, um, but then there's also sort of this stillness. The way to realize that and the way to see it is through meditation. So, um, I guess I want to talk about how do we sit, why do we sit, that kind of stuff. Um, You know, obviously, how do we sit? It's really as simple as finding a comfortable spot. And I'm going to suggest that instead of your pulse or your own heartbeat or something like that that may be harder to find, your breath is a really great way to just always come back to something that's present. Our bodies need to do it all the time. So your breath is always kind of going on and it has a pretty palpable sensation about it. So you would find a quiet place to sit. Um, you would sit down to relax. Um, doesn't doesn't matter if you're lying down. It doesn't matter if you're sitting up. None of those things actually matter. There's a lot of people that teach that you have to sit this way and your back must be straight and the actual position of your meditation is an expression of how good your meditation is. And I don't agree with that. I think it's, you can be lying down, you can be walking, you can be doing a lot of things, but really what it is, is the quality of your mind in that moment. Um, you know, do I suggest sitting in Lotus if you can? Sure. Uh, that's a good place to do it. It keeps you kind of alert so you don't tend to fall asleep. People who meditate lying down, and I do know some, uh, might fall asleep, you know, easier than, than not. Um, but basically, you want to find a, a place where you can sit, and you may even want to commit to buying a little pillow for it or uh, something like that and setting up a special spot in your house for it. But you would sit down, and, you know, there's arguments of whether your eyes are open or closed. Again, it's probably easier with your eyes closed in the beginning, but it makes a lot of sense to do it with your eyes open because later when you try and bring what you learn, off the couch or off the seat. Um, you know, learning to deal with distractions of what you see and, and all that stuff is a, is a helpful thing. So things like Shambhala will teach that you're supposed to, you know, always do it with your eyes open. And I, on some level, agree with that. But in the very beginning, it might be easier just to close your eyes and relax into a place where you can sort of grasp what's going on internally and um, and sort of just sit. As far as how long you sit, I think it makes sense to start off easy. We don't want to make it uh, a difficult thing. It's not that you have to learn to sit for an hour at a time right off the bat uh, or even ever. You never really need to learn to sit for that long period of time. It's really about, again, the quality of mind and knowing that you can access this centered, present state, um, you know, that that exists. So the beginning is just the discovery of it. Um, and that moves more toward actually sitting in that place of presence a little more deeply and a little long. And then lastly, when you you know, move away from it and you're off the couch or seat, you would you know want to be able to bring that presence into your interactions with other people and all that. That's down the road. In the beginning, it's maybe a practice of five minutes a day where you would sit down and actually bring your attention to your breath. Let's say your eyes are closed, you're sitting comfortably, and you begin by feeling what does my breath feel like?" and you know you can feel your mind move away from thoughts and actually sort of be placed on your breath and very quickly you'll see that it doesn't stay there. Um, your breath will you know you it has a sensation going in and it has a sensation going out, and that's great, but then all of a sudden pops into your head, you know what am I doing later? What am I doing for work? I have all these pressures I gotta you know buy presence, i got to do whatever. And in meditation, the practice, you're working with your mind, that's the whole purpose that you're there, you just literally, in that that five minutes that you've committed to, you put down whatever thought is and you bring your attention back to your breath. That right there is meditation, period. That's the whole thing. Um, So that's all you're doing. You're just focusing on your breath, and when you realize that you're no longer focusing on it, you bring your attention back to your breath. That's instructions in probably hundreds if not thousands of books. Many people talk about it. Uh, and so what I, I'm hoping to do is maybe bring something a little different than just that. That's not wrong. That's exactly right. That is meditation. That's all it is. And you can do that for years. And it's rich and full and there's a lot to it. And it's hard for a long time. And it's, it's you know... Um, But I want to kind of say, like, what's the point? What's the point of that? What do we do uh, with that? I once (coughs) was with some people that were talking about meditation, and a question came up. You know, my breath goes out, and I'm focusing on it. And my breath comes in, and I'm focusing on it. And in between, there's like this pause. Well, what do I do in that pause? And I'm not sure that question at the time was actually even serious. um, But it's it's a very important question. Uh, If it was serious, that's great. Um, I think the person at the time was just being sort of sarcastic, but it's a really good question because it it goes to the point of um, the fact that your breath, as much as we talk about it, isn't really what we're going for. Your breath is in uh, the moment, no doubt. It's what's happening right now. And so you're bringing your attention to what's happening right now and learning how to do that. That's what meditation is. But there's sort of, there's an aliveness or an energy that's underneath the breath that's really important and that's actually still there whether you're breathing out or in. Uh, It's actually um, always still there and it's actually the energy that sort of everything is born out of. It's the energy that all the sound that you hear and everything that's going on it's sort of the oneness that that we're trying to go. So I'm very quickly going from hey you breathe and then there's this oneness. That's probably too fast but um, I did hear Eckhart Tolle talk about uh, a great way to sort of explain this and one, one thing that you can do is if you were to close your eyes right now and go ahead and do that if you have the opportunity and you're not driving, um, close your eyes and hold out your left hand and how would you answer the question that, um, you know, if you can't see it and you're not holding anything and you're not feeling anything other than your hand right now, how do you know that your hand is there? And as you sit and do this, you might realize that there's sort of an aliveness or a feeling. Uh, you may feel a breeze against your hand or you may feel um, a cold. And feeling a breeze or the cold against your hand is just like what your breath feels like. It's sort of an action happening and you're, you're getting in touch with that. But underneath that, there's an aliveness. There's sort of a, a, a sensation going on in your hand that says, you know, I'm alive. There's something there. And... That aliveness, as I'm talking about it, if you're still sort of focusing on it, it may be growing, it may be getting a little louder, and you may feel more and more, yeah, my hand is alive. And if that's the case, I want you to hold out your other hand and start to feel that aliveness as well. Do you feel that there's an aliveness in each of your hands? Um, I'm going to assume that you do feel that and that there is that. And then I'm going to ask one more question and say, Do you think that those feelings of aliveness, are they two things or are they one thing? Is there sort of, you know, one feeling in both your hands or is it two separate feelings in two different hands? So as you answer those questions, you know, what I'm going to say that it is for me and what uh, it is for uh, a lot of people, and it's, it's not a separate thing, that is one feeling. That is sort of the oneness of being that you're starting to feel there. Um that is what you're trying to get in touch with when you meditate. And by the way, we just meditated for a minute there as you were bringing your focus to this moment. That's the practice of meditation. You're doing it. Good for you. That's it. Um, but that's what we're going for as we meditate. So as we keep bringing our attention back to our breath, there's a you start to feel that there's um, you know, the sensation underneath that and the energy underneath that. That's really what you want to sit on. And you start to see that, As I hear the car across the street and I hear the noises and I'm bringing my breath, I can start to, like you just sort of focused on both your hands at the same time, I can start to focus on more than one thing, one separate thing, at the same time, and I can get in touch with the energy that's underneath all that, Um, which is a really important thing to do if we can do that. Um, I don't want to get too advanced or too far ahead. I think it's a good introduction to meditation, and I'm going to sum this up quickly at the end of this um, to sort of make everything clear, uh, or I hope clear, I, w- I want to talk about a couple other uh, things. You know, what's the what's the purpose of the why do we meditate? Why do we do this? Uh, theoretically, if we realize we're lost it's probably the only way you're still listening to me right now if you, you know, kind of agree, hey, there's got to be more to this. I've got to be able to wake up in some way. I'm frustrated. I don't like it. I feel out of control, whatever those things are. And I don't mean that you feel that all the time and that's the only way you feel about life, but that at some times you're like, I wish I I had a little bit more mental clarity. I I feel empty at times, whatever it is. um, You know, in some way, if you're still listening to me, you're probably trying to wake up a little bit, and that's great. It's an amazing first step, and it's so important, and it's it's rare. So um, thank you for listening if you if you are. Uh, I guess you'd have to be or you wouldn't hear my thanks, but um, how does this matter? I, w- I want to talk about, you know, real-life sort of meditation. As, as we learn to do this sitting, literally, you don't have to move much past five minutes a day um, ever if you don't want to, and... It's important that this doesn't get uncomfortable. It's important that um, you know we don't get disappointed with ourselves and hate it because it's not what we expect it to be, and all that stuff. It's literally just the work of the mind and working with your mind that's most important. But what what are the benefits? You know, you're you're. Let's say you're at a store and some store clerk, you know, really pisses you off. They've overcharged you, and they're not you know being uh, they're not wanting to work with you. Maybe they're angry about something in their life, and they start to you know, come at you in some way, well, you could get really affixed to your position there and start to argue and get angry and let that escalate and a lot of us believe that that's how we fix our problems. But very simply, I'm going to suggest to you that a better way to handle that is to literally meditate right in that moment to come right to your breath and just sort of feel what's going on and slow down your action a bit and, you know, and then come at it from a place of presence and watch what happens um if we get too lost off into thought in the in the idea um that's when arguments and beliefs start coming in and all that stuff and and we have this big clash, this big bang in the middle um If we come at it from uh, a place of presence, uh we can be a lot more understanding of one another um so let's say you're sad because somebody has hurt you or treated you badly. Uh, maybe you're not angry about it, but maybe you're hurt. Maybe you're sad. Again, a great way to deal with that is to bring your attention to your breath. Begin to meditate on it, even if it's only for a few seconds, just to sort of recenter yourself. Um, you know, bring it back to the breath is my little mantra <laughs> that I say. To <coughs> excuse me, that I say to people: just keep bringing it back to the breath as you notice yourself getting into situations where you're unhappy you're uncomfortable in some way just bring it back to the breath same thing with physical pain by the way we're talking about emotional and sort of psychic pain but uh... physical pain can be the same thing um, you know you fall and hurt yourself or something goes on rather than freak out about it and let a lot of uh... time and fear sort of pour into the moment um, you can actually just sit with the sensation of that pain and that changes the quality of it. It actually takes away good and bad. I will have a talk about good and bad at some point and what they are. But um, physical pain, the best way to deal with that is to bring your full attention to what hurts. Just sort of dive into the moment, um, take time out of it, and just sort of sit with whatever you're feeling. And that allows it to sort of transmute and change and and you know heal itself as best it can. So um, big claims, not really supporting those right now. Uh, I'll probably do that later, but I don't want to get too lost in that um i want to repeat myself a little bit and talk about meditations two sort of qualities one is sort of sitting in that stillness once you learn what stillness is you can actually sit in that stillness and there's there's real beauty sort of what we did with the hands and the energy there that starts to get more beautiful that starts to get happier so if there's any kind of goal, which is, I get it, it's time based and all that, and I don't wanna sell it like it's a goal, but there is a sort of stillness that we might be trying to achieve in meditation, uh, and I say that as gingerly as possible, but um, there is a beauty there, and that's a, that's a nice thing, and it's one of the benefits of meditating is learning about that beauty and that stillness, but really where it starts, at least, and, and where it is throughout your meditation career (laughs) if you will is um is working with the mind a busy mind is not a bad thing uh if you've decided to work with it because that's really how you learn as your mind is not still you have this sort of quality of repeatedly bringing it back to the breath and doing that work and every time you make the choice to bring your attention back to your breath you're getting stronger and that's the sort of repetitions if you're working a muscle uh or you're thinking of your brain as a muscle that's the repetitions that you're doing those are the reps um you're realizing that you're busy, and you're dropping that busyness and bringing your attention back to your breath, over and over and over again, and you know, and then the bell goes off at five minutes, or the clock that you're, you know, maybe checking occasionally across the room says five minutes is up, and you get up and go about your day, and I bet your day's a little softer. I bet your day's a little better. Um, so there's that. One other thing that I know I absolutely want to get in this talk is a quote. That's just a loose quote because I don't have it right in front of me. But it's something like this from Pima Chodron, um, who writes really wonderfully and is a wonderful person. Um, basically, she says something to the effect of if we knew where our unhappiness and our insanity and our sadness and all that came from, if we knew that it was our own mind that all that was born and that, that unhappiness isn't actually put on us from the outside, but that we sort of allow it. If we knew that all our own pain comes from, um, you know, this quality of the mind, if we truly knew that and believed it, I guess, um, then we would all sit and meditate as if our hair was on fire. I mean, with, with a serious commitment and a burning passion. And so if you're interested in this at all, I suggest that you do try to sit. For, you know, make it a 30-day commitment where you sit down and you say every day I'm going to find time. I'm going to try and do it regular time, whether that's before bed or right when I get up or whatever. But if I miss it, I'm going to try and make it up later. And I'm going to commit to five minutes a day of sitting and working with my mind. Of just trying to keep bringing my attention back to the breath. And if you do that, you're going to begin a road of of real discovery and of really waking up and changing your life in ways that, that... I could talk for lifetimes and not even capture a little bit of it. So it's it's of the utmost importance. I hope that I've uh I've sold a little bit here <laughs> and I hope that uh that you guys give it a try. Um that's my first talk on meditation. I'm sure there'll be more. Thanks so much for listening. Uh this is Rob Scott with Fundamental Shift. Bye.